You got the call. Welcome to the big leagues, kid. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Call-Up, presented by Triple Play Fantasy. Christian Crespo, Michael Richards, Dean Mendy coming back at you guys with another week, another week of prospects crushing the ball, throwing some fire on the mound. Crazy guys, this, week. This might have been, this is, this is a, a Christmas for prospect fanatics. I've never seen a week like this since yeah. I've been following baseball. Do you guys agree? Has this been the best week ever? No, absolutely. I mean, I we spoke about it off air. I said we had to change the format of this show just with everything that was going on because it it's it, it seems like every day there's a top prospect being called up and not only called up but being thrusted into a starting role. So it's been it's been awesome to see. The youth movement is definitely taking over. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh just I you get notifications this person was called up or you you go to this site and and you see that they're bumped up yeah. or they're you know skipping a start getting moved up into the uh, to the big league so it's cool very exciting and uh before we get into all the prospects called up we're going to go over of course our players of the week players that were doing stuff in the minor leagues that might not yet be up with the big league clubs but they will be at some point soon and we're going to kick it off with the former number 1 overall pick recently Henry Davis in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization in A+ ball uh, Christian, he has been just absolutely on fire. Yeah, he has been tearing the cover off of the ball. And I mean, he's just solidifying everything that everyone thought going into this past draft. I mean, he was ready for pro ball. Everything is translating over the exact same way that it was said to during the draft process, um, including today when he actually got promoted to double A. So Already in double A, I mean, we saw what he did this past week. I mean, hitting nearly 500 with two home runs, and not only two home runs, but the two, the two stolen um, the two stolen bases as well. I mean, it just goes to show the type of well-rounded athlete that he is, and he's somebody. I mean, this pirate system is loaded. It's it's extremely talented, and it's so fun to watch what they're doing because the pirates if you look at them they're they're competitive they actually have really good young pieces well, not really good but you know good young pieces at the major league level already plus you know the the guys that are almost there o'neill cruz he's i mean he hit another 110 plus mile per hour home run today in triple a i mean that his defense is fine pittsburgh bring him up already but um <laughs> it's yeah henry davis it was just on fire and this is back-to-back weeks where my um, minor league hitter of the week is a catcher so i don't know i don't know what's going on the the game the game's changing from shea langoliers last year now henry davis we'll see what catcher (laughs) i pick next week a catcher whisperer right there uh and henry davis last year also was putting up good numbers a 308 average only obviously only eight games uh that he played last year but very much looked apart three home runs in those eight games and uh, very much, obviously, the number one overall pick. You expect production from him, a very high-regarded catching prospect, and another great piece in the Pirates organization for sure. Mike, 
the hitter that was catching your eye, another Miami Marlin, but this time it's not Max Meyer. Who I feel like gets a lot of mention on this show, but another player that deserves some love here. Yeah, J.J. Blade, uh, when I first came on the scene last year, I was a little skeptical of him. Uh, I saw him really high on prospect lists, and I didn't really think it was warranted uh, just based on one big season in college. But uh, I've seen, I've started to see the growth that I wanted to see. He's got above-average tools across the board. He did well in uh, the AFL last year as well. Uh, Miami's loaded in the outfield, but he's definitely part of their plans. So like when they whenever they think he's ready, and uh, yeah, as you can see by the numbers on the on the screen, he's playing well right now. He doesn't have any speed, but uh, he's going to bring power and all those other good things to the table. And I see him being uh, like a regular for them down the road. So definitely someone to keep your eye on uh, whenever he gets the call. Yeah, he's exciting. Another great prospect in the Marlins organization. Do you have a, a estimation when you think he might get the call? Like I said last week, I'm pretty horrible at guessing these. I mean, I would have put, we have like seven guys we're going to talk about today that could have been on the show last week. But, uh, you know, so it's like whenever they, whenever they have a spot for him, I mean, he's their, he's their top hitter that's next up, you know, in the organization. So maybe an injury or someone just really struggling. Mike, can you not tell by now I like making you uncomfortable? That's why I always ask you that. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully I'll get better at it and then I can just give you some real answers. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we got to go to another player here. We're talking about the pitching side now. And Christian stayed right at home with his Detroit Tigers. And why don't you tell us about the young man on screen who right now in double A is looking really well, really good as well. Yeah, it, I said it um, when I did the Tigers episode of the call up with Marty and Rogelio. Um during the prospect series for each team. And Garrett Hill has always been somebody that I've, you know, enjoyed watching just because he is a pitcher. He goes up there and he dominates with the stuff that he has. You know, he's not going to overpower you with a fastball, but the control that he has of each one of his pitches and the way he's been able to develop them from the time I first um, saw him in 2019 to now has been incredible. Um, I mean, you see it in the numbers there. The season numbers are are great. In 23 innings, he has 39 strikeouts, only seven walks. And um, one of the biggest things with him is the uh, his ability to keep the ball in the ballpark. Um, last season, in 123 innings, he only allowed three home runs. Oh, in 2019, sorry, his first full year in um, in the minor leagues, he only allowed three home runs. And he, I mean, he only allowed three home runs last year too, in 88 and two thirds. But then not only was he successful during the season, but he also went out to the AFL and really showed out there too. Uh, and it's just continued to carry over. I mean, he, he, like I said, he dominates with the stuff that he has and he continues to, you know, work around it and work around it really well and continue to develop. And it's, it's been really enjoyable because I know the type of hard work and the type of person he is. So to see it all come together and for him to be able to continue to do this week in and week out is, is incredible. Yeah. And like you see on screen uh, over 15 K per nine right now. And this yeah. is just something he's done last year, an 11.41 K per nine in 2021 in a plus and in double a, a 12.81 K per nine. So he's really been showing that strikeout stuff. And you could even argue that he could be even better because his home runs and fly ball rates 
Uh, the, right now, it's a career high 14.3%. It had never gotten higher than 9.1% in any level that he's played in the minor league system. So, I mean, it, it could be even better, Christian, as you can kind of see with the, the FIP and XFIP still lining up to be really, really yeah. good with him. So I love that call. Yeah, it's uh, just consistency, and it's it's great. I mean, that's what you want in a pitcher. You you know you have these high upside guys, but they also have low floors. So there's such a wide range of outcome. And with him, like you know, he's going to go out there and he's going to battle, and he's going to give you everything he's got every time he gets on the mound. And that's what makes him a pitcher. That's what you like to see. Hundred percent. Like your last guy here, another Miami Marlin. Yuri Perez, who I feel like does not get talked about enough for what he's been doing right now with double A. And you got his stats over the last 10 games or last 10 days, excuse me. And again, the 18 K's and 10.2 innings really stands out to me. But what else should we know about this young man? Well, yeah, people who follow prospects closely in Dynasty last year know he broke out in a big way. Uh, but this is for me. This is almost like a lifetime achievement award up to this point. Like he's actually he's actually improved in all like, across the board in Double A from his from his high A stats last year. He shouldn't have been as good as he was in high A last year. This is like an anomaly, unlike I've seen in a, a long time. You know, from a pitching prospect, like nineteen year olds are not supposed to be striking out fourteen batters per nine in Double A with two walks. You know, per nine and with like an under three FIP and all these great things. He's six foot eight. So I just, I just imagine this is only, he's only scratching the surface of his potential. Um, obviously with someone that tall, there's always concerns with losing a uh, command or whatever, but I just see a unicorn here. Uh, is, you know, I don't really invest in pitching prospects, especially young ones, but this guy's just, I just haven't seen this before since I've been doing this for a while. So, He's just a great pitching prospect, and I'm amazed at what he's doing. And I just felt like he needed to be uh, talked about. If you had to rank Max Meyer and Yuri Perez, who would you put number one? I put Max Meyer number one because of the proximity. I mean, the the age versus level thing, you can make a case for Yuri Perez, but I'm so high on Max Meyer, I think he's just going to step in and be good immediately. So it's kind of tough to – Yuri Perez still does have uh, steps he has to take. But they're both like elite, elite prospects. Miami Marlins just, I don't know what they do down there, but they consistently find top end pitching. And the moment that they get consistent hitting from a bunch of guys, they are going to be trouble with this, this Man, type of Michael, rotation that they're going to have. Michael is a, is a closet Marlins fan. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> yeah, they just have good players. I mean, they keep popping out at me. Do you guys have like a really fast, like an AL and NL team? Like I know like you guys have certain your favorite team but you're like yeah, i can Tigers like another marlins. team okay yeah there we go i guess you guys are fighting for the marlins in the national league together there yeah i live in miami i'll fight you for it yeah <laughs> fair enough all right guys we teased it in the beginning let's talk about the notable promotions which to be honest this had kind of been the shortest part of the show the first three weeks not the case this week as we have so many prospects that were called up not just to the bigs but we're also called up to triple a and some of them aren't even on this slide just because we couldn't fit everybody here. So we're going to go through them, give you a little bit of just a synopsis of what you need to know about these guys. And Mike, why don't you kick it off with Juan Yepes, who was called up to the St. Louis Cardinals and immediately had two doubles in his first game for them. What are your thoughts on Juan Yepes? Juan Yepes, another breakout last season in the upper levels. He started catching my eye on 
different lists when I saw his name popping up with well-known prospects. Uh, again, he's not a player with speed, but he's got a good hit tool. He's got legitimate power, and uh, he's already 24, so he doesn't strike out a lot either. There, I mean, from a fantasy point of view, it's like a you know three to three to four category type player. Um, I actually like him. I don't know how he'll do this year. You'll probably hear me say this a lot over time, but there's a difference between prospect analysis and fantasy when it comes to prospects. Mm-hmm. And we've seen we've seen how rookies can struggle coming up. You know, like they get a lot of hype and then they come up. Some of them do really well, but it's a risky proposition. So uh, overall, but overall, as far as like a corner infield guy, if he's getting playing time and playing at DH or first base. I'm definitely interested in in like twelve to fifteen team leagues. He's getting outfield reps too. Is he really? Wow. Yeah, the, they they um platoon him and Carlson in the outfield. Interesting. Well, that makes it even more interesting because the multi position possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Again, somebody that right now is looking like he's going to be a, a staple in that Cardinals rotate or lineup and uh, yeah. doing really well right now uh, with them. So we'll see how that plays out. Run today too. Did he really? It's perfect timing. He yeah. knew he was going to be on the show. Dead, dead center, San Francisco. He wanted to show out for us. Uh, you see a couple twins prospects on there that were called up. Royce Lewis and Jose Miranda. I, I do want to make note, though, that there were not the only two twins prospects that have been called up this year. We also saw Johan Duran get called up. We also saw Josh Winder get called up, and he actually hasn't given up a run in either of his two outings so far. So those are just kind of just other, I want to make sure those are brought up as well. The twins have been calling up their prospects. So I like when teams do that. The Royce Lewis one is interesting though, because Korea wasn't put on the IL. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's going to be, you know, something to pay attention to there um, to see what exactly happens when Korea is ready to come back, when it rises off COVID IL, um, all this, all this other stuff. I mean, I hope he sticks. He's, uh, to see everything that he's been able to overcome and all the changes that he's made to just to swing his approach and to see it all come together, it's been awesome. Yeah, I mean, in 107 plate appearances at AAA, St. Paul, Royce Lewis, 310, 430, 563 batting line, nearly as many uh, walks, weighed 17 to strikeouts, which was 20. He actually was the first uh, number one overall pick by the Twins since Joe Maurer. And I mean, in 2017, so it's been a little bit of time. Obviously, the the injuries, the ACL injuries have been killer for him. Yeah. It's been really good to see him still be explosive. Eight stolen bases in the minor leagues as well. So he's not afraid to run. And right now, I mean, it's very early on, but he's got a 300 batting average, three hits in 10 games, only one strikeout. Somebody that I think really turned a corner when he eliminated a big leg kick that he had early on when he was first drafted, kind of quieted his swing a little bit potential i think he had the potential to be a five a tool player i think he could still do that at some point so i'm very excited about the potential of royce lewis the other guy that we was on the list you saw jose miranda he's somebody i think was people were expecting to contribute sooner this season and they called him up finally and what's interesting about jose miranda is you see power you know he hit over 30 bombs last year in the minor leagues but he doesn't strike out a ton which is i think what people kind of misconstrue about that yeah he actually drew more walks than strikeouts in 2021 and in this year so far even though he has a 154 batting average through seven games with the twins he only has one strikeout in those seven games which is pretty crazy for someone that hits as many bombs as he can hit 
you know, four hits, three RBIs, two walks. The Twins were putting him in kind of the middle-ish of the order. I think I saw him at five, six, most of the games he's played in. So they they like him. And I think his multi-position eligibility, he's played some third base, some first base. You can move him around the diamond, but he's not there for his defense. He's there for his offense. And I think he's going to be someone that's a, a big fixture for this Twins lineup also for the long term. So I, I like both these guys. I like the fact that the Twins are being one of those teams to call up their prospects. So excited about the Minnesota Twins and what they have to bring with these guys. But Christian, another team that has a couple guys that are on the cusp of being called up, and you think that they're going to be brought up together, Adley Rushman and D.L. Hall of the Baltimore Orioles, they were both promoted to the Norfolk Tides this past week. Yeah, uh, so they are both been working back from injuries. Um, Adley... Towards the end of spring training, had the tricep injury. Theo Hall has been dealing with an arm injury. Um, but both of them made rehab appearances throughout the minor leagues for the Orioles. And, you know, they're, they're all the way up at AAA already. So it seems like if they're, you know, right at the last step, right before making um, or getting the call up to the big leagues. And um, it's fun because now imagine going to a Norfolk game and seeing Adley and then having a series a weekend series of Grayson Rodriguez and Dio Hall. I mean that's that that'd be uh something definitely to uh go watch. And it could soon happen in Baltimore. Because uh Adley, I mean, he was one of those prospects that many people were saying he was ready to get called up and be there from opening day. And then he had the injury, so of course that set him back. But um he's gonna be amazing when he gets called up. And Dio Hall is interesting because he has electric stuff but the problem is that he has command issues um there's a lot of reliever risk uh you know that comes with him just because of the fact that um he was quoted saying uh because they brought up his command issues prior to the season he was um, quoted saying um i don't have to worry about my command or something like that when i'm just trying to strike everybody out and, uh, you know, that kind of approach is, is fun and all, but, you know, if he's going to be a successful major league starter, he might want to hone that down a little bit and just try to be a little more effective. But, I mean, he's an exciting young arm. He's a top prospect for a reason. And, you know, I feel that they're going to be up sooner rather than later. Yeah, the Orioles have, again, we didn't even touch on Grayson Rodriguez in this show. Another pitching prospect, obviously, they're the best pitching prospect in baseball by some. And, uh there's a lot of excitement coming to Baltimore. Christian, I've heard a lot of different timelines for Adley Rutschman. Where do you think, if you had to say today, do you think he debuts before the end of May? I think he should. Uh, I mean, I think he's ready. I mean, he he hasn't missed a beat during his rehab assignment, so um, I don't see why not. But the Orioles, with the situation that they're in, they might wait till maybe June. You know, midsummer, just try to give him a full month at AAA and, you know, just bring him up then. But I mean, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised with the way that all these other prospects are being called up. I wouldn't be surprised if he's called up within the next week or two. Uh, I would love that. Uh, I think many people stashed him in uh, in redraft leagues this season, hoping that he would get the call at some point before the end of May. And uh, in the next two weeks would be completely awesome for that. Yeah. Next guy here. The last guy that's actually on this list that you can see, again, there'll be other guys we're going to talk about here too. George Kirby, who another Mariners pitching prospect coming in, lights out in his debut. I believe he had seven Ks and in six innings, got a lot of whiffs today. 
He was so good that for the first time in Call of History, we're going to play you guys his highlights while Michael just talks about how great George Kirby is. So go ahead, take the floor, Mike. I'm just going to put his highlights up so people can see it. All right, so this is a pretty exciting day for me because uh, I do live in the Seattle area, so I've been following George Kirby since he got drafted. And uh, the first thing that caught my attention with him uh, before he started getting a triple-digit fastball was his double-plus command. And he's just been developing over time. Uh, he's got he's got basically four or five pitches at this point. He can command all of them. Uh, his 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 double plus fastball, a double plus command, and then basically I, I'm I'm getting a little tongue tied here. But we saw what he can do. We saw what he could do today. Like that was his first start in the major leagues, and he didn't walk anyone. Struck out over a batter per inning against a good against a really good team. So, you know, he's 24 years old. Uh, I was a little upset with the Mariners for keeping him in double A to start the year. I've been I've been questioning why they've been moving him so slowly. Uh, but it's I guess they've had a plan uh, this whole time. And he's he's one of the pitching prospects I'm highest on in in all of baseball, uh, even even for redraft leagues. Like if I'm going to spend big on a, a pitching prospect, it would be someone like George Kirby. People are have their fab runs going tonight, which I don't think he's eligible since he made his nope. first start on Sunday. So next week he's going to be eligible. So this this actually won't be dated when we put this out. If you have, let's say, a thousand dollars to spend in fab, what percent of your fab would you spend on George Kirby? How high are you that you think he's going to be worth an investment for you in redraft leagues? That's a difficult question to answer because. Do let me, it. Let me, Just do oh. it, Mike. <laughs> it's like twenty to twenty. He's going to go for twenty to forty percent. I mean, some people are going to spend up to four four hundred dollars. How much him. would you spend if it was you? If I needed a pitching and I felt like he was the best guy available, and that was going to put me over the top, I would spend what I needed to. I would spend four hundred. Okay, that's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. I got that's that's how much Mike believes in him. And again, for those that don't know, Michael's one of the best prospect minds out there, but he's specifically really locked in. His, his, he's locked into the Mariners as much as anybody I know. So that's why I value what he says yeah, about I'm him. I'm very skeptical of, of prospects in redraft. So me saying that, that I'd blow 40% of my fat season fab on the guy shows how much I like him. Yeah, and just... It's like me. Tyler Mule or whatever. You know, it's All like, right, well, <laughs> let's talk about the fact that he had 51 whiffs on, uh, 15 whiffs on 81 yeah. pitches on, in his first start. 13 on his fastball. Yeah. Like it was, it was electric. Forty-eight percent whiffs on his fastball. Like that's, that's crazy. He looked all the part today, and they still yeah. have Emerson Hancock that eventually will debut probably sometime next year too. Like the Mariners are loaded. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another guy that's not on this list that we need to talk about that was debuted, Alec Thomas of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Another Diamondback making headway, making waves here, and Christian was ready for this because. In our normal last segment, we talk about who's next. He was on who's next for him before he was called up. So he had the insight. He knew it was going to happen. So, Christian, why don't you tell us about Alec Thomas? Man, I I definitely was really excited for him to be called up. I mean, uh, he he was ready, and he was showing it. Like, there was, there was no doubt about it. He had just continued to crush AAA this season the way he was doing it last year. Um, I have the stats here. I mean, 
Uh, on the year, he was batting two se- a slash line of 278, 360, and 865. Like, that's wow. crazy. With four home runs, 13 RBIs, and three stolen bases. But not just that. He was only striking out 14.4% of the time and had a 10.8% walk percentage. Um, I mean, we're, we're seeing it here. What he can do. In this approach. I mean, oh, how he, about this? Alec Thomas the other way. And there's yeah, the first base His ability to hit the ball to all fields as hard as he does is, is just crazy. I mean, he he has shown that approach. He has um, a tremendous control of the strikes of the... Oh, how about control this? the zone. Alex I mean, he's just that good. The first base hit for Alex. Yeah, and it's he's one of Welcome two leagues, really great man. prospects that might be called up. Obviously, the first one already called up. But we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Corbin Carroll has also hit four home runs over the last two games. He's making a case that yeah. he should be called up at some point. And Christian, you think he's just going to take? Uh, you're, you think he's going to take uh, uh, Alec Thomas's spot now that he was called up? Correct. I mean, I think he could. He's tearing it up. I mean, it, there's, it's great. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, and honestly, myself included, that Corbin Carroll, as soon as these guys, um, these top prospects now are promoted um, and taken off a prospect list, he's going to be a top five prospect in baseball. Yeah, I have no doubt about that as well. I think that's I mean, the call. It's going to be arguable um, because Adley's still going to be prospect eligible. Riley Green's still going to be prospect eligible, but I think Corbin Carroll's right there at number three. Yeah, I, I again, I could see that. Also, Christian noted before we went on that Bryson Stott was brought back up to the big yes. leagues. And he uh, was like, tearing it up too. Yeah, I mean, if you look in AAA, 24, uh, I'm sorry, nine games in AAA, and he had, uh, what was it, two home runs, 11 RBIs. Uh, I'm sorry, two home runs, seven RBIs, 11 runs, two steals, hitting 333, a 375 OBP, 611 slug. Looked like he was ready to get another taste of the major leagues, which I know he struggled, but sometimes we've seen, obviously, more than ever that prospects struggle a little bit initially, but just give them the reps, and then they'll be able to hit major league pitching. Um, yeah. Um, on, on that note, too, though, with Bryson Stott, it's, the Phillies offense just didn't start off great. So there was a lot of pressure throughout it, essentially the entire lineup to see where they can get the production from. And for a prospect making his major league debut on an opening day roster to try to feel like, okay, these guys aren't producing. I got to try to force my way on. I mean, he wasn't even walking when he first, I think he had one walk in his first nine games. And that's not something that he was, I mean, it, it, throughout the minor leagues, getting on base through walks was something he did very well. And it, he wasn't showing it here, so you can tell he was pressing. So I think sending him back down, letting him get his mind right, letting him get a feel for the back coming off the ball solid, or the ball coming off the bat solid again, I think that's exactly what he needed. And Didi Gregorius won on the IL, so um, he's without a timetable for his return. So Bryson Stosh should get plenty of run at shortstop now. And I mean, when he comes back, when Didi comes back, if he's continuing to hit, there's no way you could send him back down. That's right. Uh, I will tell you this. I also want to bring up this player as well. Jaron Duran was called up by Boston. We were going to think about making him part of the show. He was immediately sent back down. Picking uh, up those freaking flyer miles. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. But I mean, we're talking about guys that have been tearing up in AAA that deserve a shot. 
He's got a, an under 20% K percentage, a 13.4% walk percentage in AAA this year, 397 batting average, a, a 478 OBP, two home runs, 11 RBIs, seven steals. Like, what else is there for him to prove? Like, you got to give this guy eventually some more taste of the big leagues this season. So it was very sad we didn't get a chance to be joyous that he was promoted and he's still up there. So wanted to make sure at least he was brought up because he could be called up again. I'm assuming if another outfielder goes down, he's the first one uh, to be called up by the Red Sox again in that case. But Another outfielder. I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. should not be starting. <laughs> he's he's the in there Red for Sox sentimental right reasons now. <laughs> My goodness gracious. <laughs> Guys, is there any other prospects we missed or that I didn't bring up in the run? I think there's so many that it's like easy to miss one, but I think we covered all of them this week. It's been crazy. I'm sure we maybe missed one or two, um, but there are a lot of deserving guys in AAA right now that should get called up soon. And um, I just want to highlight one player because he's a former Marlin and uh, the story, his story is ridiculous, but uh, Stone Garrett, he's an outfielder with uh, Arizona right now as well. So loaded outfield. He's a little older. But um, I don't know if you guys remember the story when Josh Naylor, um, Josh Naylor was uh, Marlins prospect. He was roommates with Stone Garrett in the minor leagues. And there was an incident where Josh Naylor accidentally stabbed Stone Garrett in the hand um, in a dorm room prank. Yeah. Wow. And uh, ended his season. And um, then whatever fast forward a couple years stone garrett actually was out of baseball for an entire year working as a realtor before um coming back this last season and coming back stronger than ever and you know really you know forcing forcing the issue and you know he's getting his chance now with the diamondbacks organization and he's he is crushing triple a right now so shout out stone garrett Rooted for you, man. That's an awesome st story that he's kind of coming back from all that. I'll have yeah. to keep an eye on him now. That's a yeah. crazy story. Mike, any, anything we missed? Anything you want to bring up before we get out of here? Uh, nothing too in particular. Uh, just be, be on the lookout for more prospects coming up. The teams are obviously not uh, having any issue doing it if they, if, they see the, if they see someone up in the upper levels that's ready. So uh, the Royals, uh, Pasquantino and Prado, one of those guys could be up as soon as the spot opens up. Well, there's, yeah. there's a spot now. Carlos Santana's on the I.O. Mm -hmm. There you go. Pasquantino could be up soon. He walks more than he strikes out. All right, call your shot. What's your next prospect being called up? I have mine already, and I have like a date. I think he's coming up. I'm ready to go. I feel like you got to lead it off because you seem like you're pretty confident about it. Go All ahead. right. This Friday night. Max Meyer is going to make his debut against Corbin Burns in Miami. I will cancel all my plans. Whatever yeah, I have I will, planned for that, I took to go and stay. I will go to the game. I will be there. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Michael. Do you have one that you feel like is the next one? I know this is not what you're good at, but you got to do it. Like with one of those, I'm going to go with whatever Royal guy. I mean, if Carlos Santana's on the deal, I mean they're ready. I think I think, yeah. think Pasquantino's. Uh, more ready for major league hitting or major league pitching. Yeah, I don't think they'd skip over Prado though, because Pesquino's still in Double A. No, he's in Triple A. Oh, is he? Yep. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like Prado will get that. 
he's out producing Prado in AAA actually. No, I I know that. Yeah, Prado's striking out more than anybody else. But he's still um, that's why I'm saying Pasquantino just because Prado's. You know, I don't know what it is, but if he's striking out 30 percent of the time in AAA, right, it's going to be hard. I can't decide if I want to go Nolan Gorman or if I want to get another home run out. today. Did he? Or yeah. shout out to John and go Tristan Casas. <laughs> he hit a home run today too. Either it could be good. I don't want to. Uh, Tristan Casas is John's thing, so I think I'm going to go. De- Nolan the Red Sox Gorman. are desperate for Casas. They are. I, I'm, I'm going to go Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman because I can't steal his thunder. So <laughs> I'll, I'll go Gorman. That the Cardinals will call him up, and uh, he'll be in the lineup by the end of the week. So that's where we'll Fingers go. Crossed. Yeah, I mean. All these guys, it wouldn't shock us if they were with the way that the landscape is right now. And for shows like this, that gives us so much content, so much great stuff to talk about. It's just, it's incredible. And I love that baseball has been like that this year. So yeah, uh, it's been fun doing that. It's been fun doing it with you guys. And we're going to keep bringing it every single week. Make sure you guys know everything that's prospect related here on this show. And if you're enjoying the content, please make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you like, you're subscribed to the channel because not just prospects, prospect interviews as you saw with christian and john debuting that yeah. this week with dre jameson so if you've not Who checked could that be out. called up very soon as well mm-hmm. so um all prospects out there just have your bags packed get ready phones charged up just stay stay near it because you never know you here might be the next one that's right and uh so you check that out if you have not already and again, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave a comment below for us. If you're on the podcast feed, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and leave a five-star rating review if you enjoy the content. But that's going to wrap us up here for another week here at the call-up. And uh, with that note, we'll see you guys soon. Make sure you root for your favorite prospect to get called up this week because it just may happen.